everyone, and thank you for joining us for today's BKD Sales Training Institute first ever podcast. I'm excited about that. It's something that we're, we're trying new this year. And, uh, you know, one thing we do every year is we take a, a hard look at our sales training program, what we're doing right, but also what, what can we do better? And I had several interviews with managing partners around the firm and some of our other client service professionals or marketers throughout the firm. And one of the things that we're, we're going to try this year you know, our professional reminders uh, historically have, have not been mandatory. Uh, they're not mandatory this year, but they are for those that want to continue to have a, a focus on growth and growing their client base. And one of the things we're doing different, we'll still have our, our short videos that, that Amy will be doing, but many of you will be traveling over upcoming months. So we are kicking off this year with a, a podcast as well. And then that way it'll be readily available based on your schedule. And uh, Amy Franco, uh, which most of you already know, ha has joined us today to talk about time management. Well, thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited to be part of the, uh, the first uh, STI podcast. Absolutely. And Amy, this is a topic that is uh, near and dear to my heart. And I know it's very important to many around the firm. And, you know, I would even probably stretch this even, you know, outside of our industry. There's, you know, more and more things that, you know, ask for our time. And, you know, whether that's managing client work, your, your personal life, your business development efforts, or, or whatever that may be. And a lot of our uh, talk will be geared towards business development, but I think this is a topic that can apply to many, many aspects of, of your life. And, you know, as, as you're aware, a uh, great season is here. So it's, um, you know, for a lot of our client service professionals, it's it's viewed as our, our peak season. And, um, you know, this, you know, ultimately, though, is also an ideal time to focus on business development. And from, from your seat, Amy, why do you think that that's so important? Yeah, you know, um, I, I love the the idea or the, your comment about the idea about time management is is important to business development. But this is this is a life skill too. So I was excited to have this conversation also. But to dive into that question, I think one of the biggest reasons why is that we are already in that mindset of being with clients. We have the opportunity to be in front of clients, whether it's in person or you know, email communication, phone calls, whatever that might be, but we're already in that mode. And so because we're with our clients, it's a great opportunity to get uh, deeper into their challenges and learn more about them. And when we're doing that, that naturally starts to uncover more opportunities. So we can naturally be uncovering business development opportunities just by virtue of the fact that we're in the business every day with our clients. So with that, Amy, what, what are some of the strategies that we can use to better manage our, our business development time when we do have all those other factors that are going on in our lives? So I would say there's probably four big areas, and maybe what I could do is just start by by highlighting the four, if that works, and then we can get into a little bit more of a deeper conversation on each of those. Absolutely. So one strategy that helps me tremendously is uh, time blocking. So, so that is a fantastic time management productivity tool. And um, a second one is around um, focusing on our existing clients versus net new clients. Um, a third strategy that we can dive into is uh, triggering events. 
And then the last one is um, really making sure that the on-site client meetings that we do have, that we're really working those with a dual purpose in mind. So, so those are the, the four big themes in terms of productivity and time management while we're already with our clients. Well, Amy, you mentioned time blocking. And you know, when I, when I think about that, it, it sounds simple, but I can talk from my own personal experience. You can put time on your calendar and next thing you know, there's you know something that pops up via email, there's a phone call, someone comes in your office. And at times it may not always be the easiest thing. So when you talk about that and having a focus on business development, can you share some of your thoughts and tips for actually how to make this work? Yeah. And you know, it's funny that you say that because um, I can totally relate to this too. I I, I, uh, I talk about time blocking, but I, in full transparency, this is, I'm a work in progress with time blocking too. So I think as, as we're talking through this, I, I hope everybody that's listening can really relate to this, something that we're all challenged with. Um, and especially in, in great season, we are, we're running a million miles a minute and we are working on those immediate, you know, billable activities that, that are right in front of us. So sometimes, and, and I'm guilty of this too, we think about how we're going to uh, squeeze in business development, you know, when we have some of those free moments in between all of the billable work that we're doing. And, you know, kind of the, the funny thing with that is um, those free moments don't ever really arise. So it's, it's the idea of, if we're trying to find the time for business development, that usually will not set us up for success versus uh, planning the time for business development. And it, it's kind of a nuance, but I think it's an important one and that that's where the time blocking piece comes into it. The, this type of time blocking, one of the big benefits of it is that it creates a positive routine that we can then fall into on a, you know, a weekly or a monthly basis. So, so the more ingrained the routine becomes, the more consistent and the more successful that we can be in, in keeping that habit. So, so one of the couple of things that have really helped me, uh, the first is just looking out to the month ahead. Great season is there's a long time in great season. We're looking at the next, you know, you know, four months plus. But if we can just look at the first month, let's look at the month of, of January, the month of February, wherever we happen to be when, when you're listening to this. Um, schedule those business development blocks just for the first month into your calendar. And typically what I like to do is I like to look at one or two days during the week and I try to keep the time blocks to two hours or less. That that's been the trick is keeping it to two hours or less. So I'm really, really focused on what I'm doing in that moment, but it's not getting beyond that. Amy, one thing you you mentioned is you know, if you start scheduling it out now you know, ahead of time and it creates a discipline, you know, one of the things that sticks out to me is, you know, just past experiences when you're focusing on business development and you really get the ball and the momentum rolling, if you do take two or three or four months off, you sometimes can lose momentum. So with what you're talking about, how, how has it impacted your results with having a more defined focus on, on blocking out time to do this? Yeah, so so you hit on something important, which is you know, in building the discipline on a weekly basis, you don't typically see the results 
immediately. And what I mean by that is if we, let's say we put off doing business development for a month or maybe two because we're so busy, we don't always see the, I guess, the negative results of that right away. You will see that maybe a quarter down the road or two quarters down the road when um, the business development pipeline is is feeling a little thin because we haven't put that effort in. So, so to answer your question about the results that I've seen what I see for myself is a consistency in opportunities. So because I'm putting that time in every week and that builds up over, over a month, over a quarter, it's seeing more consistent, more higher value opportunities in my pipeline because I'm sticking with it. Good deal. And what, one of the things in your, your opening comments, you talked about you know focusing time on existing clients. And I think we all know that it's it's easier to leverage current relationships than developing one from you know where you don't have a prior relationship and you know whenever I whenever I asked this question, I heard a, a recent uh, comment from another firm that it was along the lines of we're actually a billion dollar firm but we're only realizing six or so, seven hundred million in revenue and that's they were really a kind of looking at it is that, you know, we have this client base, but we're not doing all that we can with current clients. And many of our uh, professionals around the firm will be spending time with clients over the next few months. So is there, are there any strategies you can share with them on, you know, what, what can we do in the, the short amount of time that we have to help leverage and capitalize on those relationships? Yeah. So, um, so what I like to do when I know the certain clients that I might be working with over, let, let's call it a given quarter, and everybody's situation will be different. You, we might have some folks listening that are working with a, a handful of very large clients, or we might have folks listening that are maybe have a um, smaller engagement, but larger, larger volume of clients. So you have to kind of figure out what will work best for you and your individual situation. But what I like to do is I like to have a working list of the relationships that I have in my current accounts or my, my current clients. So it could be like a mind map visual. It could just be a running list. But the idea is when you put it all down in front of you, however you like to keep your keep your lists, it starts to bring those people up top of mind so that as you are with that client, then you can be more intentional and proactive about reaching out to the people that are that are already there. So this also helps me when I'm working my time block because now I have this built-in list to work from. And one of the things you just hit on was being top of mind. And in your opening comments too, you talked a little bit about watching for trigger events with with clients or prospects. And it can be a good way to, you know, really put some of your clients at, at top of mind. So how can we incorporate that into our business development efforts uh, during great season? Yeah, trigger events are fantastic. And um, just a quick definition on a trigger event. A, a trigger event is a potentially significant change in your client's business, in their in their status quo. So, so something is happening there, it's happening in the industry, and it signals a need for you to reach out because there could be an opportunity to help them solve a problem. So, so that that's how I like to define a trigger event. But what makes it so valuable is that you can leverage it to share something important with the client that's something insightful with the client that's important to them in that moment and something that maybe 
your competitor or, or someone else isn't thinking of. And it gets us beyond kind of that, that touching base or checking in type of conversation. It gives you a real reason to have a great business conversation with them. So, so that's why I really love trigger events because it gives us that great reason to, to connect. Yeah. You know, the, the other thing we've talked about, our, our team is going to be spending a, a lot of time on site. You know, there may be times where we're meeting with CEOs, CFOs, board of directors, whatever it may be. And we may already have scheduled meetings or things we need to cover with them based on the work that we're doing. But what, what are some of the things we can do to make the most out of some of the meetings that we have on the horizon? Yeah, I, I doubt that there's anybody listening here that is wishing for more meetings on the calendar. And uh, our, our clients are probably the same way where we're all running a million miles a minute and your, our client calendars are full too. So one way to get business development in is to leverage the meetings that we already have and make them serve more of a dual purpose. And, and a, a, an easy way to do this or a natural way to do this, I should say, is that I will uh, look for a space in that meeting to request, whether it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, a short amount of time to talk about their business. So we might be in a meeting where we're talking about something that's very specific and very granular, but taking 10 or 15 minutes and just asking for that time with them and putting it into the agenda that says, hey, I'd like to spend 10 or 15 minutes talking about a couple of things in your business so I can learn and stay more current on it. That's a really natural way to, um, to learn more from the client, they appreciate a really good business conversation and maybe you found a trigger event that can help help form up that conversation, but it's a way to fit it in into a meeting that you're already having. Well, Amy, I think all these, you know, the, the four different strategies or tactics you talked about are all very beneficial to, to all of our professionals. And, you know, we appreciate you taking time to share your insight on this topic. And, you know, honestly, I, I think time management is something that's top of mind for, for most, if not all of us. You know, in, in our firm and in our industry, we talk a lot about work-life balance, but I, I almost take a different perspective on it as more of work-life rhythm. And we're going to have peaks and valleys in, in every aspect of our life, whether it's great season or whether it's, you know, you, know, you recently released a new book. I'm sure that took a lot of time or, you know, something that's a, a milestone with your family or whatever it may be. And, you know, the way, the way I look at it is if, if you can commit and focus on where you're at in the present, you'll find yourself not feeling guilty about when you're at work, maybe the you're not at home or the, the, the opposite of that is where don't feel guilty when you're spending time with your family, be committed to that time and, and not f spend the time in both places worrying about one or the other. So I think it's something that, you know, when I look at this topic, it's something that applies to all of us and, and something that I think all of us go through. So it's a, you know, we really appreciate those tips as many of our professionals are, are right in the midst of our, our great season. So appreciate your time today, Amy. Thank you so much. It was great to be here.